You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the NBA draft goat, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host, Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host, John Corrales, will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow the Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to your first official review of the training camp opening period for the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about it on yesterday's podcast. It was the final day prior to training camp practices actually kicking off for the Los Angeles Rams. And boy, does it feel good to finally get to talk about football once again. And of course, this is going to be your Thursday episode. So this is post-Wednesday, which was the Rams' first practice of their training camp period. They will also be hosting practices on the 29th, the 30th, and I believe also the 31st. And before we dive into this episode and talk about some of the things that I found on the internet, of course, you know, from players that have performed well or have made big plays or some big catches or interceptions, I want to give a shout out to everyone that is at training camp for the first part of this because I'm getting all my information from outside sources. I can't be there, unfortunately. So if you guys are interested in following along, on Twitter or anywhere like that, there are a handful of sources that are pretty much there. I don't know how often. Some of them, I'm sure, are going to be there every day. Some maybe every other day. And so that's going to be Jordan Rodrigue. You can follow her on Twitter at Jordan Rodrigue. You can follow Lindsay Thyre at Lindsay Thyre. And one of my other friends, my man Nick, he's also there. He's a California native. He was dropping a ton of information about you know, who the Rams had lining up on their first defense and their first offense, all these kind of things. Very interesting tidbits. You guys can follow him at Rams 24 underscore seven. So we're going to use all of their information to try and find this nice review of who performed well and who actually stood out on the first day of training camp. So we obviously got to begin with the offense. And as it seems, it looks like the offense had a pretty good day. And of course, quarterback Matthew Stafford is going to be all of the talk from day one, of course, but, you know, we can't really expect too much out of him still. He's obviously still trying to get the playbook down, but it was good to see him throwing the football, finding some of his receivers. It was apparently a nice catch from Van Jefferson during 11-on-11s, 11 which is obviously very good to hear and quite interesting because maybe we didn't expect Van Jefferson to be one of those first few names to stand out at the receiver spot, but apparently he had a pretty solid day. There was apparently, again, another very interesting catch from somebody that I've been talking about a lot, Mr. Deshaun Jackson, and I've seen a few videos of him as well. Uh, Jordan said on one of her tweets, so far behind coverage, he was in his own space-time continuum. Deshaun Jackson has the catch of the day so far on a long burn from Stafford. Big cheers after this one, and I just love to hear that. I talked about it for so long on so many different podcasts, so many different episodes. I mentioned Deshaun Jackson as the guy that I was just dying to see. And there were videos from some of these people that shared as well that were at this training camp period. And Deshaun Jackson, 
He just moves at a different speed. I mean, I get that the guy has not been healthy lately, and you know he's getting up there in age. He probably isn't going to run a 4-3-40 like he did when he was 22 years old. But from these videos, this guy looks healthy, and he still has it when it comes to the speed. I mean, this guy was legitimately moving differently. I mean, you see guys like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, all these other guys running routes, Van Jefferson, the more established guys, and then Deshaun Jackson in the video went last, and the way he ran the exact same route as all the other four or five players just looked different. I mean, this guy's moving at a legitimately different speed, and you love to see that because that's why the Rams added him. He needs to be that piece that's going to open up the offense, that's going to allow them to get vertical, and so far on the very first day of training camp, you just love to see that Stafford and Jackson are already building this chemistry that was one of the huge missing pieces for the Rams last season. And obviously, it's good to know that Jackson, who is primarily a deep ball vertical specialist, still has the speed to do it because we haven't seen him really for the past two or three seasons. And of course, the older you continue to get, the more the speed is going to go away. But so far, it sounds like the guy is still got it. And that's obviously a good thing. I mean, I'm still looking at Jordan's timeline here. She had another tweet that said, another long pass, aim for Jackson over the top. This time, Terrell Burgess gets vertical and stretches to tip it away. He told me he'd be 100% healthy by camp. Seems about right. Great first day so far, and it's early. Of course, we're going to dive into the defense, I think, in the second segment, which we're going to highlight Terrell Burgess, who apparently had a very good day. But another deep shot aimed to Deshaun Jackson. I think we're starting to see a trend here, and I'm loving every second of that because... Again, this guy was brought in for a reason. He needs to be able to afford that vertical presence for this offense. And that's apparently what he's bringing to the table right now. So you just love to see that. Now, I'm going to use my man Nick here. His timeline was awesome. He has a bunch of different tweets. I'm going to go one by one and kind of nail them off. Of course, we know the offensive line. Andrew Whitworth, David Edwards, Austin Corbett, Bobby Evans, Rob Havenstein from left to right. No surprises there. That's a good thing. And... Of course, you know, they're going to try this out and give these guys a reason to prove them wrong. So that's going to be your starting offensive line for now. But you look at some of these other tweets and you've seen a lot of these different tweets that he was mentioning from, you know, Jake Funk running a nice out route against Traven Howard, created some good separation. Van Jefferson, a nice sideline grab against Robert Rochelle, the rookie cornerback in 11 on 11s. Again, another Deshaun Jackson deep ball mention. And it was, I believe, the same one from the Stafford earlier angle, which is great. And you see some other things. I mean, he was talking about Cooper Cup catching a nice diving deep ball, toe tapping on the sideline against Rochelle. Nice coverage, better catch, he said. Good throw by staff. And so I love this kind of stuff. I mean, we're getting all this information from everybody who's there. He even highlighted the second team offensive line, which, for example, is left tackle Joseph Noteboom, left guard Chandler Brewer, center Brian Allen, right guard Coleman Shelton, and right tackle Tremaine Ankrum, in case anybody was curious on that. So... Very, very awesome to see all you guys sharing this news. I think it sounds like from all intents and purposes, the offense had a pretty good day. You know, I couldn't be there. Of course, I could only see so much. But from my gathering, it sounded like Matthew Stafford is getting pretty comfortable pretty quickly. No surprises on the offensive line. We know exactly who's starting there. And, you know, of course, we know there's no K-makers. So Daryl Henderson got a lot of run back there. And the variety of the receivers that the Rams have All made pretty decent plays, but it was Deshaun Jackson who really got everyone hyped up and was the guy that could make the big plays, which 
Seems like it's going to be the case this season for the Rams anyways, which you'd love to see on the very first day of training camp. But I mentioned Terrell Burgess as one of the players on the defensive side of the ball that stood out. And we're going to dive into that in the next segment. Take a look at some of these tweets, some of these videos, and share some of the defense's performance as well as everyone who lined up on the first team defense in the next segment. So make sure to stick around for that. And of course, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked on Rams. If you guys have a car, I know you've went through it. The this doesn't work, that doesn't work, the car's not starting today, I don't know what's going on here, and then you go to your mechanic, your mechanic gives you an insane price, or something happens and they can't find this particular product that you need for your vehicle, you don't have to go through these troubles anymore, all you have to do is check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Rock Auto, they're a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, we know Right now is a great time to try and support family-owned businesses with the COVID stuff going on. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. Go to their website. I promise you, if your car needs it, they probably have that in stock. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you welcome back to the second segment here of this first day post training camp practice episode and man does it feel good to say that now i want to begin back at the top we are going to dive into the defense in this segment but there was some more news i guess you could say out of rams camp and unfortunately offensive line coach kevin carberry is not there currently. Apparently, he does have COVID-19. Now, this doesn't really feel like any of our business, but it was mentioned that he does have both vaccinations. And of course, you can still contract COVID when you have those. So unfortunately, I'm not really sure how he got it or how he's doing, but it sounds like he's doing pretty decent and he can come back pretty quickly. I think he only needs two negative tests within a 24-hour window to return, and he is still running virtual meetings according to Jordan Rodriguez, so that's good. But of course, you want everyone there, especially when you have a new offensive line like the Rams do. They're going to have that change at center now with Austin Corbett and a new right guard, of course, in Bobby Evans. And of course, Kevin Carberry, this is his first season as the offensive line coach. So He's going to implement his own different things, and obviously, it would be ideal that he was there. So, you know, that's the story of the offense so far. It sounds like everything was good on that side other than that. Now, moving to the defensive side of the ball, and this was the big news, I think, and of course, my man Brad, I think, talked about it on yesterday's episode. He hit this one on the head. It sounds like, apparently, there was a green dot on Jordan Fuller's helmet, and apparently, Aaron Donald, superstar defensive tackle, did confirm when Jordan asked if Fuller was going to be the guy that called signals for the defense this year. So as Brad said, and I think as I might have said, you know, a few months back, Jordan Fuller, the safety is in fact going to be the player with the green dot on his helmet. And if you guys are wondering what the heck does that mean? That means that he's the player that gets to have communication with coaches on the sideline and is lining up everyone on the defense. Of course, That communication cuts off at 15 seconds when the play clock gets down to 15 seconds, but it means that he's going to be the guy to take over for John Johnson in that leadership aspect, getting everyone lined up properly, and so now we have our answer. This is going to be the guy that the Rams entrust to do that, and I think he's more than earned that. I mean, we're talking about a guy here that played so much as a rookie, six-round pick. Brad mentioned how many times he was voted as a team captain back at Ohio State. 
and clearly a guy that I think is very valuable to the Rams and somebody that they can truly trust and depend on. And that's the exact type of guy that you want having that green sticker on their helmet. So it sounds like he's going to be the guy for that. And that will take us right into who started for the first team defense. My man, Nick, thank you for dropping this. He listed it as Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson, and Sebastian Joseph Day on the defensive line. On the second and third levels, you have Darius Williams on the boundary, Jalen Ramsey, again, at corner as well. And interestingly enough, at safety, he had Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp listed, not Terrell Burgess. And then at the linebacker levels, he had Kenny Young in the middle, Micah Kaiser in the middle, Justin Hollins on the edge, and Leonard Floyd on the edge. So kind of interesting there. Of course, the defensive line, exactly as we expected. I think the secondary, for the most part, is pretty much as expected as well. You have your two-star corners. There's no surprises there. Taylor Rapp may be the only one that's a little bit interesting in the secondary. Probably some people expected Terrell Burgess to be the guy to start right away. It doesn't seem like that's the case. So right now, it is Taylor Rapp out there. And I think that's kind of a benefit of the doubt situation. Or, you know, this guy's earned it by his veteran status because... He's obviously been with the team longer than Terrell Burgess. So, you know, by virtue, he probably should be the guy to get the first crack. And it doesn't really mean much. Of course, it's the first day of training camp. If Terrell Burgess continues to play well, you can probably expect to see him on the first team defense at some point. And then at linebacker, maybe the most interesting, they don't have Ernest Jones out there just yet. Again, for probably the same scenario, he's a rookie. Probably not going to start on defense from the very first day of training camp. But the one that is interesting is Traven Howard not being there because I really thought this guy was going to be ahead of Kenny Young, maybe Micah Kaiser. And it doesn't sound like so far he is. And of course, again, just the first day, there's a lot of time for guys to win and lose jobs. But it is interesting to note that Kenny Young and Micah Kaiser are originally or officially the very first choice at the duo at inside linebacker so far. So that's quite interesting. My man Nick also dropped that Traven Howard looked like the most agile player in the linebacker shuffle drills. Great sign coming off of his injury, obviously. And that's what we talked about all you know the past few months was this guy's the best athlete. And that's why I think he's going to find his way on the field. But we'll see if that is the case. He highlighted Taylor Rapp making a nice diving pass breakup against Johnny Munt in an out route in one-on-ones. Ernest Jones, the rookie linebacker, getting in on the action, nearly picks off an out route against Daryl Henderson. You love to see that. Man, that is a tough ask for that guy. A rookie linebacker to cover Daryl Henderson out in open space, that's never going to be easy, but he made a good play. You love to see that. And of course, we talked about it. Terrell Burgess was apparently the man that stood out. He had a very nice pass deflection with a leaping one-handed touch. And not only that, but he also had the first pick of the training camp period there, picking off John Wolford, the backup quarterback, which I presume means he lined up with the second team defense. And of course, there is confirmation of that as well, because Nick did highlight the second team defensive backs, and they were Dante Dion, David Long Jr., and Terrell Burgess with Juju Hughes and Nick Scott at safety. So we know that, unfortunately for Burgess, he's starting out with the second team But there's no better way to try and get snaps with the first team other than making plays. And so far, it sounds like he was one of the standout players on the defensive side of the ball with his pass breakup, another interception. And if he continues to play like this, I'm sure he's going to eventually find his way onto the first team, whether that be at nickel or at safety or whatever the case is. 
it's going to be awesome to see how this guy can develop. But there is something to note as well. He is also coming off of a season-ending injury last season. So to see him out there this early, making plays, feeling healthy, running around, and actually probably being 100%, you really can't ask for much more at this point in the offseason. That is tremendous news for the Rams. And of course, this is a guy that they are very high on and somebody that I've also been very high on throughout the offseason. We're going to continue with the final segment, diving into some of the other players that stood out, whether that be on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, as well as the last few finishing touches from the first day at training camp for the Los Angeles Rams. So make sure to tune into that. And of course, we're going to continue our training camp review on tomorrow's episode when the Rams go into training camp practice number two. The NFL season is right around the corner, and if you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. If you guys are looking for season-long odds, you know who might win MVP, who might make the Super Bowl, all of these different types of odds, you should check out Bet Online. They have so much more than just that. They have you covered for all your odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, and of course, the NFL. Before the next snap, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your Thursday episode, and of course our first episode together with me, Sosa Kermanjus, being your host. I've never gotten the pleasure of covering the training camp just yet. Last year, I took over from Brad in mid-August, so training camp was pretty much done at that point. And of course, this is the first time the Rams have had a practice, so we haven't really had much news to this point, but we've had plenty to talk about in this episode And I feel like I'm bouncing back and forth at a million miles per hour, trying to find everything from who stood out, who didn't stand out, you know, who started on the first team or the second team. It's kind of hard to really just put all this information together, but I'm trying my best and we're trying to find all this information. So we'll dive into the final segment here and the last bits of news. And of course, again, I'm using these timelines. So I really, really appreciate you guys, specifically Jordan and Nick for actually sharing this info. You guys are a godsend. So on the earlier topic of the green sticker on the helmet, Sean McVay added that they are trying a few guys out throughout camp in that role. And that may be accurate or maybe gamesmanship, but Jordan says it's most likely going to be fuller. No surprise there. And, you know, it's nice to actually try out a certain amount of guys, I guess, because you start to see you know, how can this guy lead versus how can somebody else lead? And whoever gets the green staker is obviously going to be the player that lines everyone up. But that doesn't mean you can't have vocal leaders outside of that. And that was something I talked about on yesterday's episode. You're losing guys like John Johnson, Michael Brockers, Troy Hill, people that have been in your building for five to 10, 11 years. And you need to find a way to replace that. And there's not only going to be one guy, you know, the play caller that has to do that. That can come from a number of guys from any position at any point throughout the roster. Whoever is willing to step up should be able to see some of those roles. So I like to see that the Rams are providing guys opportunities in this role. And whoever doesn't get the green sticker, 
there's no downside here. I mean, you can still vocally lead and show guys how to go about their business by example and leading by example. So you got to love to see that. Of course, it's always good to have everything covered as well by trying out a number of guys just in case something happens on the injury aspect of it. So Another aspect here to look out for, like I talked about on yesterday's podcast, Raheem Morris and the new coaches, but especially Raheem Morris, because this guy is going to be taking over for a former defensive coordinator in Brandon Staley, who had the number one defense last year. And apparently Aaron Donald said it's been great working with him. He says Morris has a way of both motivating players and making them laugh. And that's pretty easy to pick up from even five seconds of being around Raheem Morris or hearing him talk. I mean, The guy seems like the true definition of a player's coach. I mean, he's so fiery, he's energetic, he's funny, he's got that big smile, he's always smiling. You love to see that because this guy just really feels like somebody who can connect with the players that are on the field, and those are the guys that are going to be able to buy in fully for you, and the guys that can perform the best for you, right? You're not going to perform at an A-plus level and go the extra mile for coaches who you don't like or that you can't connect with. So, you know, it's obviously good to see that the defense and specifically your number one player, number 99, Aaron Donald, is talking about getting closer with Raheem Morris and understanding his coaching style. And I think a lot of the players are really ready to buy in on that side of the ball. So that's obviously tremendous. And maybe the last bit of news and maybe, you know, something that's quite important here is obviously your quarterback, Matthew Stafford. When he was asked what he's trying to achieve early in training camp, he said, I'm just trying to get comfortable, and I know that's kind of a basic answer, but that's really where they are at this juncture. He also said, you know, part of me feels like a rookie after his first practice, and that makes a lot of sense again because this guy, for the first time in his career, outside of his rookie season, of course, is now in a new city, in a new offense, learning a new playbook, having to learn 10 new players on the offensive side of the ball, his offensive line, his wide receivers, all these different things from, you know, the chefs in the stadium or in their training facilities to the, you know, parking attendants to the security to everyone in the building. This is an entirely new experience for him. So as you can imagine, it's going to be some sort of a transitional period for him. He can't just dive right into it and feel like he did, you know, after 12 years in Detroit. But it sounds like he's really starting to understand it. According to Lindsey Thierry, he knew a lot of, you know, the staffers' names and all these things. So that's obviously good that he's building a rapport with a lot of the people in the building and the coaches and everything like that. And of course, we love to see the throws on the practice field to his new receivers, taking snaps from his new center in Austin Corbett. But it is just day one of training camp. They're going to have a lot of opportunities, a lot of reps over the next month and a half Prior to the NFL season kicking off, we know the Rams are also going to have two joint practices with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys, so more opportunities to get game-type or game-like simulations in there, which is great, and they should be able to be ready for the opening kickoff. Maybe they're not going to be as fresh as they will be you know, in week 12, of course not because you're going to have 10 or 11 games under your belt at that time. But the Rams can only do what they can do right now. And it sounds like Matthew Stafford has so far been doing quite well in this new system, in this new season, in this new team, and really a new city for him for the first time in his career. This is going to be the guy that unlocks everything for the Rams. They need to go out of their way to make him as comfortable as possible and to have Matthew Stafford performing at a level that is at his peak or some 
level that he hasn't even reached yet because at the end of the day, how Matthew Stafford does is going to really determine how the Rams do this season. And so far, it sounds like it's off to a good start, and you'd love to hear that. And of course, you know, there was a bunch of other players. We didn't get much news on how some of the superstars did, the Jalen Ramseys, the Darius Williams, the Aaron Donalds, of course. But like I mentioned, if you're not fully padded, you can't really get a 100% conviction on who's playing that well. So I mean that in particular on the offensive line, the defensive line. We're probably not going to get the best of reviews from these type of players until they really get fully padded and allow these guys to go 100% at each other. But so far, you know, we got a lot of wide receiver talk, a lot of corner talk, safeties, of course, the quarterbacks as well. A lot of the passing game weapons, those are the guys that are going to get a lot of shine throughout these half padded practices. And that is going to wrap it up for this first segment. I hope you guys enjoyed this first day of practice. These are all the things that I could dig up. Again, Thank you so much, Lindsay, and especially Jordan and Nick for sharing all this information. Without you guys, I'm not really sure that we would be able to understand who performed well and that we would have been able to review how these guys did. So I really, really appreciate you guys. If you guys are at Rams camp or if you got to see anything, please feel free to shoot anything over to me on Twitter, either on my personal account at QBsMEP or or at the Locked On Rams account, at Locked On Rams. I would love to hear your thoughts on who stood out. Was there anyone that you really liked to watch or that you enjoyed? Or anybody that got you know the crowd hype or anything like that? Anything from training camp, I would love to hear it. Or if you guys plan on going in future dates, I would love to get a review out of you guys as well. So please shoot it over to me. Other than that, as always, I appreciate you guys for diving into another episode here. Hopefully we can continue to get a ton of information from who's standing out in these practices so we can continue to keep you guys fully updated with everything that's going on for the Los Angeles Rams at their training camp periods. And of course, I want to remind you guys to please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.